It's the Where the Wild Things Are podcast bonus episode, full audio of one of our interviews. All right, this week uh, we've got a guest joining us on the podcast, and I am truly grateful to call this guy a friend, a friend of mine from right here in my hometown, but uh, far away right now. Uh, actually, the other side of the world, uh, Jason Coffey is joining me for the podcast today. And Jason, I, I appreciate you taking the time from, uh, you're in South Korea now, but uh, you have been living in China for, oh gosh, what, eight years, nine? Ten. Ten. So, um, you know, I, I just wanted to take an opportunity. I mean, the, the object of what we talk about here on this podcast is to kind of help people through difficult situations by opening um, the word and really diving into it and, and seeing where it leads them to uh, find answers and peace. And I know you've spent a lot of time uh, thinking about peace. You and I uh, have talked about peace a number of times and, and things of that nature. So what are some things, um, you know, you being from a, a small rural North Carolina town, finding yourself in, in China, in the city, uh, in a different type government, a different world, so to speak, uh, you know, what were some things that you had to really undertake adjusting to that, but also being an American in a, in a foreign nation? Yeah, it's a big adjustment for sure. Um, anytime you leave the comfort of the place where you've lived, even just for a short time, it's, it's always uncomfortable. Some people, you know, the feeling like when you go on a vacation, even it's, it's always fun and exciting to get out there. But then you come home, you, it's almost like you need another vacation because yeah. it was also tiring. You have travel, you have, uh, you have to adapt to all the, you're meeting new people. It's just mentally you, you're, you're giving of yourself because you, you have so many transactions with so many different people. So you add another language to that. And you're, uh, one interesting thing that happened immediately when I, when I got to China that had never happened to me before was that I became more introspective, introverted. Uh, because I, I always, <laughs> I, I always, I'm always chatting with people. I love talking, but right. you know, I couldn't, I couldn't speak, I couldn't speak the language. So I was forced to think in my own head, which is, <laughs> which is a, a, a scary thing. Well, sometimes. Anybody that knows you knows that's a dangerous place to be, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, to have, to have, uh, that, that amount of time where you're just thinking inside your, in your own right. mind, you know, and at the same time, you're trying to reach out with your ear to hear a new language and learn new things. And it also forced me to look at body language more and, and to take more cues and more clues from people's body language. But you can't really trust that either because it's another culture. Right. Uh, they may look at you with a straight face and be totally happy. Um, they might not smile or they might not look at you in the eyes when they're talking to you, but that doesn't mean they're not honest. It's just right. different culture. Um, so that was like the, a huge adjustment for me um, going over there. And then, then you have the whole law, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're at the mercy of another government and the U S government tells you when you go over there, when you go to any other country, you remember that you are at the mercy of their law. We cannot protect you from their laws. Right. So if freedom of speech, for example, is probably one of the most difficult things to uh, deal with is when you don't, you don't think about it too much because you, you're already free to, to speak in America. When you go, 
overseas, uh, even to Thailand, for example, if you, uh, if you were to talk about, about the king of Thailand in any bad way, I mean, they will really punish you for that. Um, because you're, when you talk about the king, you're talking about the government. It's like right. you're talking about the country. It's like you're bad mouth in the country and they don't like you and they're going to punish you for it. Um, so you have to be aware. You have to be alert. Right. And, and a lot of things you're just not ready for. You're not, you can't prepare that well for that until you get there. Um, but if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you also have his voice. Uh, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So I know his voice. That's a fact. I know his voice and he, the, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the sweet, gentle, kind, and powerful Holy Spirit's voice is there. So then you have a because you have so much time inside thinking, you have to also discern, is this my own voice deciding this <laughs> well, or is this God's yeah. voice? <laughs> so you, I know what you mean there. Is this my dad speaking to me in my mind, my conscience, <laughs> you know, or is this, is this my upbringing? Is this my culture? How do I know this is Jesus culture? So you really have to spend a lot of time focused on. You have to you have to read the word. You have to read a lot of the word because the word is where you can be sure and certain that what you're hearing is from God, and it also helps to have a lot of friends around you. Because when you're thinking some thoughts that are just or confusing thoughts are not from God. So you know that's not from him. But when you're dealing with those, you have to check them with other people. So it's good to have other brothers and sisters that are walking, uh, walking with Christ that are reading the word that can encourage you and, and check you on some stuff. Well, you, you mentioned yeah. that and, and talking about being in a foreign land, um, obviously, wherever we are, uh, the scripture tells us that we're we're ministers of the gospel and we carry him with us. And so when you find yourself in a, in a land uh, like China or uh, South Korea, where you are now, uh, where your wife's family is from, and, uh, you know, and, and mentioning that, congratulations on uh, finding out that you are now having another child. So that make three, right? Praise God. Yes. So, uh, but how, how do you take that translation? I mean, talking about where the wild things aren't in life and or where the wild things are not, you know, finding the place where you can find peace in God in that kind of tumultuous mindset. I mean, the, the out of the comfort zone, out of the, the place you're used to being, but then also, you know, 10 years in, it goes from the, the comfort zone to not becoming too comfortable to get yourself in danger. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you you definitely can't let your guard down, and you're you're more aware that you, you you have to keep your guard up, but in a different kind of way. You guard up when when you think about danger. I think the the biggest danger is complacency. Uh, it's not really uh, pr imprisonment, or uh, of course you try to avoid those. Things. You don't want to do anything right. sinful or break the law to get put into into jail, but. Uh, you, the biggest danger, I think, I think what um, Jesus was more concerned about is our hearts and our, our, it wasn't the out, out, outward things. Even when John was put in jail and, and he is wondering, is Jesus the Messiah? And he was just like, what are you talking about? Like, yes, of course. Like I'm still um, healing people. And, and there's, 
everything is still happening. Right. You, just because you're in prison doesn't mean the world stops. So it's really about where, where your heart posture is. And as a musician, sometimes I find myself playing music with people that aren't following Christ and aren't even on the, that path. And I have to be in the spirit in my own heart, in my own mm-hmm. mind. I know where I'm at. And not just playing with non-believers, not just working with non-believers. Or it's also in the church because if you take your cues and you're looking and you're comparing, am I doing okay? And you're looking to your right or left and you're looking for cues within the church. The church people that you are walking with may or may not be walking with God properly because you feel like they are or you're better. You always, we, we, we always try to, we always tend to compare. Uh, and we, we, if we think we're better than somebody, we're in danger. If we right. think we're, if we think they're, or if we think we're worse than other people, we tend to isolate. So that's dangerous too. So it's good to check yourself. How do you check yourself to know your, how do you have confidence? It's very important to have confidence in life. The only place that I know that I've ever felt confident ever is when I spend time with Jesus and I pray and I, hear the sweet voice of God that says, well done, or I love you, my son, or I forgive you. When I hear those things like, man, I feel like I can just, I can take on anything in the world. So, but as far as danger goes, I think the danger is to be complacent, to be passive, to not be engaged. If you're out there and you're putting yourself in danger for, for, to and you're persecuted for for Jesus. That's the best kind of danger you can ever be in. Because right. when we die, they can't, we can't die. We can't even die because we we've, we've been saved. What does saved mean? Saved means you've been you, you have a savior. You you're already saved. died to self, right? Yeah, you're saved, so you can't die after you're saved. If I die, this flesh will die. Yes, but it, instead of thinking about that, you you died and it, that was the end of him. You're just swallowed up by life. That's all that happened right. to him. So when you left, when your father left, you know, I'm so sad yeah. that, you know, my father's gone, your father's gone. But he, they were swallowed up by life. They're in heaven for eternity. They had their right. time here. Now it's our time, and we're responsible for our time here. And when we, we meet Jesus face to face, when we do, not if, when we do, we're going to be faced with the question, you know, he will not ask us, who did they say I am? Who, what did they say about me? Said, what did you say about me? How did you respond to me? Right. We're responsible for that. Um, so when I'm in China, uh, believe me, it's easy to get back in the flesh, in the thinking, like, and, be, and be worried about things and get caught up in things that are uh, normal flesh things to be concerned with and worried and fearful and all those things but you also have that the holy spirit's voices it's so powerful the reason i think it's so powerful is because it's so gentle and so calm it's so it's so quiet it's like yeah it's so it's there it's like a thorn in your side that says like you know you're forced you're forced to face that question of do i deal with this or not you can't just ignore i've i tried to ignore the holy spirit for years Right. I tried with alcohol. It didn't work. You can't, there's not enough drugs or alcohol out there to ignore the Holy well, Spirit. You, you mentioned that. And, and, and we talk about, you know, the life that we live and, and the fact that we find ourselves in a world that is eaten up 
with wild quote wild things is it's the whole purpose of where this conversation begins and the the fact that there's this pleasure versus purpose mentality in life that you're either going to live according to the worldly view of pleasure or you're going to live according to the godly view of purpose and when you think about that the pleasure versus purpose and you mentioned the pleasure that we seek for temporary fulfillment versus the purpose which will fulfill you with the promise of the Holy Spirit. How do you take that into a land? Um, obviously, going in somewhere new, nervous, dealing with those different cultural ideas and, and places where one misstep could find you, as you mentioned, um, you know, in some pretty hot water. How do, you, how do you convert that into the peace like you were talking about um, you know, finding peace in that moment where you just know that you know, and you know there's no worry. I mean, you go into places where you drum, play music, play music with musicians. I mean, uh, the music industry for you has really taken off recently. And and how do you find those situations? I mean, I've seen the videos of you in front of thousands, ten thousands, uh, playing. So I mean, you know, congrats by the way again on that. But uh, how do you take those moments, man? Uh, okay, so any job that you have, any circumstance, any environment that you find yourself in is just kind of your playground. It's not, it's not, for, it's not a game. It's just, what I mean is it's your testing ground. It's your proving ground. It's like I could, if, if I was a, my profession was to repair wheelchairs, for example, that, right. if that was my job, I'm a repairer man for wheelchairs electronic ones even like great ones you know but that's my job i'm going to be tested in my job it doesn't matter what kind of job you have if you're a musician or whatever um you're going to be tested and you're always going to be presented with do i have fear or do i trust in god you're always going to be tested right and so i think what we tend to do is we try to pray away all of any troubling circumstances we we do that a lot right yeah. If so, obviously, and, we're, and we should. We shouldn't just like just t take them. We're not supposed to carry them, the the challenging or difficult situations, and just say, "Oh, well, that's what God has for me." No, we're supposed to pray. But it's in that prayer. It's in that fellowship. God, I think work. God gives us occupations, whatever your work is, so that you. It's just. A, it's just a place for you to fellowship with Him. It's. It, you can be the best at your best. You can be your best in any place that you're at. You don't have to be better than other people. You just be at your best. Um, brother, uh, Pastor Buzz Beers taught me that a long time ago. He said, that's, that's a trap to be the best. Like, be, try to be the best. You, you should try to be God's best. The best that God wants you to be. You, which is the best for you. You should right, be try to right. be your very, very best. But what does best mean? It means respond the best to God. How do you respond in uh, to God. The, the Bible teaches that if you want wisdom, you pray for it and God will give it to you without finding fault in you. He will give it to you. That's a fact. And I, <laughs> I try that. Try that. I asked for wisdom just the other day. Uh, but if you, and it was like, I was getting all these downloads of this wisdom. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, where did that come from? This answers like better right. than Google searches. Like just well, never ask for patience. Isn't that what they tell you? Never ask for patience because hey, uh, you can ask for it. If you're not afraid, <laughs> if you're not afraid, you can, but yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. But well, you know, you, you mentioned that and, and 
um, how how does that translate into how you carry yourself into the the I guess do you pursue music as as a purpose for your life or is I mean obviously as a teacher and music's been a, a huge part of what you what you do and how you are able to share with one another but uh, you know how, how do you find that calm that peace that that true just this is right where God wants me yes yeah, so so it, again like whatever your profession so mine's music it's I'm I get the opportunity to meet God in that and meet challenges with God um, in everything. I'll give you some examples in a minute, but I want to say uh, one more thing about that okay. part about wisdom is that if I'm, if I'm asking for wisdom, this is the cool thing. This is the, this is the crazy thing though. He gives you wisdom. He will give you wisdom without finding fault. He'll just give you wisdom. The hardest part about that wisdom is to obey. Right. Knowledge is just knowledge, but I think wisdom is when you obey. Or, uh, um, sorry, let's put it another way. Wisdom is where you act. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not, it's, first, it's knowledge. Like I know what I should do, but to do it, that's wise. To, to just hear the word and not do anything, not act, that's not wise. So if he gives me wisdom, which he does, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm forced to, to – to decide, am I going to actually do something with that wisdom they just gave me, or am I just going to let it go in one ear after the other? And so we're responsible to deal with. So, like, uh, just take it, uh, the most recent example, as far as my career goes, my occupation and my work. And okay, we've had a lot of. Uh, there's been a lot of closures around the world. People lost their jobs. Uh, I'm. I came here uh, to Korea. We actually got rerouted uh, by the Holy Spirit, not by right. circumstance, because we asked God. We, we had the, circ the circumstance was China. There's a, there's, a, there's a virus in China. A lot of things are closed down. You're in Thailand right now at your annual conference. Where do you go from here? Um, and I was like, okay, well, there's a virus over here. Do I go over here? Or Oh, that's scary. Probably not, right? That was my, my I need wisdom. No, I'm going to go back to go, go to America or go to Korea or whatever. But we didn't do that because we asked God, if his best is that I go there, I'll go there. But if his best is that I go somewhere else, I go. I have to ask him. So there's practical wisdom that he gives us for right. things. He said, go to Korea. So that's what I heard. Go to Korea. We went to Korea and I got confirmation of things. Uh, when I got here is that it was, it was one that it was working well, but also that God was ministering to us here and give us the opportunity to engage with him. Now check this out. When we got here, it wasn't like, Oh great. Everything's perfect here. It's safe here. No, we had to live with, uh, I shouldn't say we had to, we had the opportunity to live with our in-laws, Gia's parents for two months. Uh, I don't recommend that to anybody. Hey, you know, but, but, but you had a place to stay. <laughs> praise God. No, really, we had a place to stay. And I thank you to her parents who were so patient with us, so kind to us. And it was a miracle that we didn't, you know, have it build any resentments and fights towards each other, not, not, not too much. And we really forgive each other and love each other and everything is, is great. Um, but so just take this one example, like where we relocated. This is our part of our journey. This is my job is in China. Go over there. No. Now you're going over here to Korea. Okay, well, what do I do with that, God? Well, and then he just started giving me some 
um, ideas, reach out to these strong companies, um, ask them to that, that, that sponsor you in China, ask them to now um, give you equipment in uh, Korea. So they did. I was surprised actually that because I already have three drum sets they've given me in China. They've given me <laughs> drum sets here and some more cymbals. But the thing is behind all this, and I hope people see this in my, you know, I, I, when, you know, when you watch Facebook or you just give me through stuff behind every, all my work as a musician are, is so many relationships, so many people. So I didn't know anybody in Korea and now I'm getting to know people and they've just asked me today to help them with their marketing of these drums uh, while I'm here. How long are you be here? I said, well, China's closed right now, cl completely closed to all foreigners. And, and obviously you can't go anyway because uh, they closed it to the foreigners. And I know some were, some people even got kicked out of China uh, because they were foreigners. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's not been, it's not an easy place to be right now, even though it's opening up and, there's a, there's a, uh, this, the China story and America story can open up a whole uh, list, uh, a lot of other topics, but I, but I, I want to sum up some of that right now and just, yeah. uh, just to, to whoever's listening to this, or if anybody can hear this and I want to encourage you, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, go out, you're going to do what you're going to do. But if you're a believer, what we're commanded to do is love, is love, 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 love. If you're not Amen. loving, you're, <laughs> absolutely. You're, your speech is not edifying. You're on the wrong. You're just not following Jesus's way. And <clears throat> Jesus could have been totally against the government. Look how he dealt with politics. I'm not saying Christians shouldn't be in politics, but look how Jesus dealt with politics. He just, he, he, he said, forgive them. He, he saw past their uh, titles. Um, pilot. He, he saw their hearts. He loved the people. And on a, other podcasts uh, that I've done, you know, I talked about that exact thing and said, you know, we are created in the image of God. And they asked Jesus, said, should we pay taxes? And Jesus said, give me the Daenerys, whose image is on this? And they said, Caesar. He said, then rend Caesar what is Caesar's, but rend God what is God's. And, and, and in essence saying, you know, you are the spitting image of the creator. You belong to God. Give that to him. And That's so, I mean, That's great. <laughs> absolutely, man. I mean, you know, thinking about this and, and what 60 to 70% of the Bible teaches love, like easily. I would say a hundred actually, because it's all love, but uh, you know, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying don't investigate things when, when like, if there's a virus, like, let's find out where it came from so that we can uh, solve this, this issue and doctors and scientists, a lot of Christians get uh, get criticized by uh, atheists or people who don't believe in God at all uh, and say, Christians just don't believe anything about science and you guys are all crazy. No, there are many, they, they're wrong because there are many Christian scientists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in fact, some of the greatest scientists I've, I've, that I, I've read about, uh, some brilliant scientists that when in the end that like, or they just, the deeper they searched, the more evidence came to them that there was this divine creator and they couldn't deny it. The more they the deeper you got. So it's, it's, it's every person, every person is on, on their, on, on a journey to respond. Okay. We have to respond. So there's this virus and there's this, Thing. okay we can we can respond to these things 
but how we respond if we're not responding in love. And I'll tell you, I, when I watch the news, because I watch it over here too, sometimes it's hard to access it, but I watch the news here. I watch <laughs> it in China. And it can really start shaking you up and stirring you up and get, bringing the fight out of you. But it's not to say you shouldn't look at it, any news. You'd probably be a little better off if you didn't read the news that much because you better be reading the, the word more, really. Absolutely. When I went to journalism school, for example, I read, uh, uh, they told us we had to read the newspaper uh, every morning. And it got me, I, their fear started building up. As I read the newspaper, there was gangs in Atlanta. There was all this stuff happening. I started looking out my window before I went. It was like getting, I was getting more fearful the more I read. So I had to respond. And so I made a rule with myself is that every time I turn on the news or read the newspaper, if I'm not praying for those people or those things, then I don't need to be reading it because it's just creating fear. So if I turn on the news and there's a story, you could turn, you better not turn on very long. You get five in within five minutes, you probably have a hundred prayer requests. I mean, Absolutely. Prayer points. So as far as China, I just want to say this to everybody, anybody, this was as far as China goes, there's this, there's this blame game going on back and forth. And, uh, I'm not saying who's right or wrong or anything like that. Oh, but as a Christian, what I want to respond the way I hope we would all respond to all this stuff is not blame, just like in the garden, uh, Eve blame Adam. The, and, the woman. No, it was the snark. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it, uh, uh, Adam, sorry, Adam blamed Eve, right? And Eve blamed the, the serpent. It, it's, the blame doesn't, doesn't help necessarily what we need to do is love so who's praying for china right now ask yourself who is maybe not many people can i pray for china right now start with prayer your language will change your posture will change the way you speak we should be speaking as christians we should be speaking the, the kingdom language and i'm not here to say like act like i do it all the time because i get upset too and i have my friends i can fight in we can right. like, man do you see that it really upsets you i'm not I'm not going to lie. That we're, not, was, we're not perfect. <laughs> well, and you need to kind of vent some of it out. Like, to, you, I don't think it's wrong to, to kind of uh, think things through and what happened here and be a little upset. But if in the end you're not loving, you're probably not following the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, when he looks at this situation, here's what, here's what, God, here's what God is saying. Well, I heard a good sermon on this too but, uh, this week, but it said uh, – Here's a quote. Heavenly Father, use this circumstance, whatever it may be, until you choose to remove this. So if it's a tough, challenging circumstance, use it right. until you choose to remove it. So you're going to use this challenge. He's not going to remove us from the challenge all the time. You're, there's, a, there's this virus. There's this thing. The government said this. There's a lockdown. I can't go here. I can do this. Okay. Use this situation. How can I be available to you? Not just to work for God. You're not just workers for God. You're not just working, working, striving. He didn't ask us to strive. He said, how do you respond in love right. to those around you in this time? Well, definitely, uh, you know, I appreciate that for sure. Because uh, as you said, love is is definitely the answer, I believe, that we're always looking for. I mean, First John chapter 4 tells us that, you know, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that doesn't love or he love us not, know us not God because God is love. And, you know, that, that, that word, last verse. You know, I don't want to cut you off, but that word love has been so messed up 
for us. Absolutely. It's become, it's become so lost. But remember, God is love. That word, we, we, we say, oh, God is love. Yeah, but he's also this. We like, to, we like to throw away the love part so quickly. Love is so deep. That deep love that he would give his life for us. He is love. If you want yeah. to see who love is, look at Jesus. There he is. He's love. Well, and, and the beauty of it is, is when we talk about love, you also have to kind of break it down. In the English language, you have one word for so many things, whereas in the Hebrew and in the Greek, there were multiple words. And, and God being love is that agape, deep, unconditional love that we talk about. It's not the erotic love. It's not the brotherly love. It's, it's straight up agape, unconditional love. And so and all these other things will be added to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew six thirty three, seek first, right? <laughs> I, I want to say to you uh, um, and to, uh, I see what you're doing with the, with the face group, Facebook group that you guys have. What's the name of it? The Avery County prayer group. Yeah. Great name. <laughs> pray. Well, I mean, that's where we're from. You know, it's about prayer. <laughs> you know, you're praying. And, and I got to say, there's a lot less of that going on. And yeah. there should be a whole lot more of that going on. Um, prayer, your language changes, your posture changes. When you start praying for people, you just change, right? When I, when I talk about stuff, the news, current events, it sounds different than when I pray. Because I'm talking to the Father. You can't hide behind the fear or the facade right. you put up with the things that you're afraid of in him, there is no fear. He's the, he's above all of this. And so how does he respond to this? How, what are we asking for? We should be asking for great things and revival in our hearts, in our own hearts. And not just praying that people will go to church or that church will be reopened. That this is a great time for us uh, that we're not, while we're not able or we're not going to church, it's a great time for us to get our own, prayer closets going where we're responding to God, sitting with a journal, reading the word. Every pastor that I've ever, every church I've ever been to, almost every church, the pastor's pleading with the people to read the Bible for themselves. <laughs> Here's a great time to do that. <laughs> well, absolutely. And I mean, and it's, it's, a, it's a time to recognize that the church is bigger than the building and that we are one church. And, and I think, you know, the lessons that you've learned overseas is that that is more the case than it is here where we have all these denominations. I mean, you're talking about places where you can be persecuted for your faith just in general. And, and here we are uh, living the dream in America, so to speak. But uh, just real quickly before we close this out, I want to ask you a question. I think Barna did a study recently and found that like 50% of the United States believes in the devil, but less than that believes in God now. And, and I mean, that was heartbreaking to see, uh, you know, I mean, what's your take on that worldwide? Is that what we're seeing everywhere? Uh, the devil, most people, yeah. Why do the, why do people believe in the devil? I think if you were to ask anybody if they believe in God, it would be, you'd get a lot of different answers. But if you were to ask every, anybody, do you believe that there is evil in the world? Have you seen evil things? Have you seen people dying? Have, I mean, have you seen some really bad people? And people, you know, some, some people act like uh, bad or evil is just an objective thing. It's just, it's, it's, it differs from person to person. No, people know what evil is. People see it and they know it. 
Some things are more evil to some people than others, but they know there's a, an evil thing going on. They know they believe that. And even the demons, they say they believe in, in God. Of course, I mean, they are sub, subject to him. They cannot, right. there's nothing we can do. We cannot do anything without God allowing it. Or it, it just wouldn't, and, and, you know, and then that's when people start placing blame on God. Is there a good God and all that? But yeah, I believe that there's, there's people that believe that there is an enemy at work against them, against other people, uh, and they don't believe in God. And that, yeah, that's, that's sad. But, you know, if we're sad about that, that's evidence that the Holy Spirit is in us because Jesus right. is sad about that. God's sad about that. He's not just, like, sitting back. You guys do your thing. He's actively working through us. And, you know, you got the, you got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and then there's the Gospel of you, the Gospel of us. Most people, whoever didn't read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, whoever didn't see the evidence of Jesus, whoever didn't read it, they're, the only time they're ever going to read it is when they see us, it, it, the way we act. And our actions in this crisis, in this time, the way we act, when this thing's over with, Daryl Jones just said this too on, on Facebook, when this thing's over with, what will we be thinking about? I mean, what will, what will the church be known for during this time? Right. When, when this thing's over, when, they, when people are looking back, like, man, the church responded. And I'm going to tell you right now what I see I'm not blaming any, any individual people. I don't know. I, what I'm saying, what I'm seeing right now is lots of confusion, lots of fear, lots of grumbling, complaining, and worry. I'm not seeing, and, and, and also people thinking all about themselves and how they're going to survive this thing. That's not, the full, that's not the freedom and the life that God gave us. To, that's Absolutely. not the kind of living that he wants. He wants thriving and living. And what are you, how are you responding without fear? We're praying for people. We have joy and we have kindness. And I want to. I want to say uh, to you, Philip. I I hope that you can find. I actually was praying uh, yesterday. I was thinking about you. Uh, I want. I want you to find some people. Maybe some people will volunteer. Maybe you have to find them. I want you to find some people that are just beautiful people in Avery County, that are really full of the joy of the Holy Spirit. That want to just let people know how happy and how how much love they found in God. Like there's some people that if you interview, you just see a glow on them. They're just happy and content with Jesus. Absolutely. I want to see some of those people. Amen, man. Amen. Let's see these people. Hey, I tell you what, the, the Lord has done that with this group, uh, the prayer group, and, and we're seeing that grow. And so, you know, anybody that might hear this, I encourage you to check that out. Um, but also Jason, I, you know, if, if anybody wants to, help with the cause that you have. I, I know they can contact um, here locally, uh, Avery County Revival Center, uh, but there's ways, uh, if they want to contact either one of us via Facebook, we can get them the information as well, I'm sure. Just contact you. Yeah, just go yeah. through you. We, we're good friends and we, we have a, a regular communication and okay. I send you our newsletter and our, you know let, let you know what's going on. But um, yeah, that, anybody who wants to partner with us, um, think about it this way. Uh, we are, all, God has always given people opportunities to expand their kingdom territory. And when, we're, when you're rich, he, gives you, he just gives you more. Multiply. He loves it that we multiply what he, give, what he gives us. The richest people I know are the ones who look at, look at like an opportunity to give. You can give uh, to us or to anybody. But 
and, and we need we do need uh, support and we're looking for more partners that want to pray with us that want to um, also give financially but you should see an upgrade in your life like hey I'm gonna I have here's my territory here's the people that God has given me and I'm so blessed that God has given me so much. I want to I want to increase my territory. I'm going to go out to Africa. I'm going to go out to China. I'm going to expand it. Now I have more because God's given me this and He's given me more. Think about that way. If they want to, if if you want to pray and ask God to, uh, if it would be uh, good. And I also want to say Newland Christian Church has been very supportive of us. Thank you guys so much. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Really. Well, I, I'm I'm truly grateful to have your friendship, uh, but I think more grateful to see you at work in the kingdom having known you for 30 plus years now probably <laughs> i mean we've known i guess you moved here when we were real young so i mean it's close to 30 uh but likewise brother you, you encouraged me too <laughs> you know it's it's truly great and uh and i just thank you for your ministry uh that you give uh just in how you live man uh, i mean that's truly the epitome of what it means the scripture calls us to minister uh, with every breath we take. And, and so thank you for being willing to do that. My pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me. Well, man, glad that you joined us with this and, and maybe we can get you back another time or, uh, you know, maybe we'll be in the same room again sometime to talk about it, whether I'm there, you're here, whatever it might be. Uh, but, you know, best wishes, definitely be praying for you and your family. And, uh, and we'll close this, uh, close this out with prayer uh, on the podcast as well. So, uh, you know, we'll be praying for you for sure. And and we'll just ask everybody that's listening, please pray for them uh, as they go through this and bringing another child into the world as well. So congratulations on that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for tuning in with the Where the Wild Things Aren't podcast. You can join us each week. We try to get an episode up by 12 noon every Friday. We are very blessed to be able to bring this to you. Hope that you can find peace where the wild things aren't. Listen on wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow it. Click it to download so you can get the newest episodes. And again, we thank you for listening to where the wild things aren't.